Five, four, three, two, one. Chris Burkowski from Charging the Mound. How's it going? How's it going, Nick? Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure having you. So, before we let this thing roll, we were going off on Sam Darnold. I figure we should just jump right into the fire. All right. And let's start breaking it down. Uh, I'll say, I think Sam Darnold has shown that he's talented, but I don't know if he's proven that he could be a winning quarterback yet. No, I agree with you there. I don't even know how talented he is. I don't know how how well he's shown his talent. I mean, he was interception prone in, in USC. And first off, even just to start with USC, it's not like USC is a school that's known for their quarterbacks. Also true. There's been one successful well, who else USC has come out of there recently. Uh, recently, was it Mark Matt Sanchez Liner from there too? Mark Sanchez, Matt Liner. Matt Liner yeah. uh, was it? Um, was it uh, Barkley? Who is the? Uh, who is the? Um, it was the Eagles' backup, Matt Barkley. I think he oh, was God. USC as well. I don't even know, but um, yeah, maybe. And then uh, Carson Palmer. He's like the one successful Palmer ain't US. Bad. No, he was the one successful USC quarterback. Yeah, if you can get so, a Carson Palmer, you got to win. Yeah, absolutely. He'll get you to the playoffs. So here's the question: Do but, you think Sam Darnold can be a Carson Palmer type quarterback? No, I do not. I think he's a Mark Sanchez. Now tell me why you feel that way. What are the parallels that you're drawing between the two? All right, listen to me, man. When you're a college quarterback and your problem is turnovers. He was throwing 15 picks a year in college. That inflates when you go to the NFL and you play better defenses. Well, you're playing defenders who have actual hands. Yeah, Not that their hands so, are anything great. So but that 15 interceptions in college, that turns into 22, 24, 26 interceptions in the NFL if he plays a full season. Well, that's what I was saying. I honestly, I'm, I'm going to put out the conspiracy that Sam Darnold actually isn't hurt this week. They're just going to bench him for a couple <laughs> games. So, so he, he doesn't, doesn't break, break Manning's record? Break Manning's record. Yeah. Oh, but the Manning family must be pissed. Absolutely. You'd have to think, like, damn, Darnold's not playing. God damn it. It's like the one smug on Peyton's record. I mean, yeah. other than not being the Absolutely. best playoff quarterback. And also, also being the most fucking boring guy in the world. Yeah. I hated watching him play. For, the, yeah. for being one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, he was a bore well, to watch. Well, he was immobile. Yeah. Completely immobile. And no, yeah. you don't have to be Russell Wilson. You could be a Ben Roethlisberger. But a little totally. bit of the physical aspect I like, of it. I like watching fun. fun fucking quarterbacks. Yeah, I'm with like, you. Like, dude, Rodgers runs all over the fucking place. Well, yeah, he rolls yeah. out. Like, yeah. like, that's part of the yeah. playbook is for dude, him to roll Brady, out. Brady sometimes rolls out, scrambles a little say, bit. Say what you will yeah. about Brady. He... He, he can be mobile if he wants to. They, they threw him a ball in the Super Bowl. They sure did. It's he, in the he, playbook. He missed it. He did. But miss they it. did throw that ball. That was the minute. At that moment, you I was knew, like, I think we, we're we might win. win. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, if Brady dropping the ball, that's not how this story goes. Yeah. See, it was different with the Giants Super Bowls. It was when the Giants defensive line was pile driving him into the ground that I was like, oh, we have a chance in this game. What was it in the the, the first time you guys faced off? It was 17 14? Yep. Ridiculous. Yeah. Holding Brady to two touchdowns in the and, Super Bowl? And that's if, you, if you'll remember, uh, Burris predicted that the final score would be twenty-one to seventeen, and when the when the uh, reporters asked Brady about that, he goes he goes We're only going to score seventeen points. Actually, Tommy, you only scored fourteen, 14. points. Yeah. Yeah, but wouldn't it have been funny if he actually scored a touchdown on that final drive, and the final score no, would have been twenty-one. <laughs> I don't think it would have been funny at all. Nah, but you know something about the Patriots is something I've realized about the Patriots. I you I observed it when the Giants were in the Super Bowl, but I didn't really feel it until the Eagles were in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And the Philadelphia Eagles are not the most beloved franchise in the NFL by any means. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> but the fact that people came up to me like, bro, I was rooting for the Eagles in that Super Bowl. I was like, well, yeah, we were facing the Patriots. They give us a Death Star. I got to tell they you. They give us a common enemy. I think it's very, I think it's very I, important. I got to tell you. The league narrative. Go on. I didn't mind that the Eagles 
beat the Patriots. Of course not. They're the fucking Patriots. Yep. I, you know? I, I, my father, who's a lifelong Giants fan, I think he was rooting for the Patriots in that game because, you know, his mantra is fuck the NFC East fuck if it's NFC not the Giants. East. But, um, See, and, I and for me, that for me, it's, it's the Patriots. For me, yeah, it, pretty much. Or I, a team has done something to make I hate, hate them. Yes. Like when the Saints did Bounty Gate. Mm-hmm. Maybe, oh, I, I, I still them. hate the Saints. Yeah, just because Sean Payton's still fucking. Yes, up. and but he's the, the piece best, of shit. But they're the best team in the NFL right I now. I think they are. They're the best team in the I NFL think they are. right now. Now that they just got Des Bryant, you think they're going to use him on punt returns? No, no, you I don't think so. I think they're going to use him to to bait, you know. Basically, to give uh, to give Michael Thomas some help, he's going to be drawing the second and third cornerbacks, and uh, you know Thomas is still going to be double covered by. You know, he's going to get some safety help on him, and it's going to be able to get Des the ball a little bit more, and also take pressure off of Thomas, like I said. And it's going to take pressure off Kamara, yeah, too. absolutely, because now they're going to be anticipating the pass more than they anticipate the run. Totally. But so, who do hey, you, think- Jamie? Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> pull that up for me. <laughs> Yo, what I eventually want to do, I don't. It's you know, this is very audio based. I don't want to get into too, for too long, but I actually want to mount this TV to the wall. Oh yeah, and so use you can like do a wireless that? keyboard and mouse that'd just like be, right here. There you go. That'd be awesome. So, you, so if you're talking about, you could set up another camera to point at the screen. Yeah, yeah. Or I could just like screen share and oh, I yeah, just yeah, record yeah. on that screen. And, yeah. But well, I think what's impressive to me is that you have a studio audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're all right there. They're mimes. Yeah, I didn't. They're really good at being mimes. Yeah, they, they don't. Me. They don't react to anything. But it's it's incredible that you first off that your bedroom is that large. Well, dude, if you look at this fucking creepy guy on the left, he yeah. jerks off when I sleep. Not not enjoyable. But that's living with mimes, man. You get used to it. Yeah. It's the price you pay for a nice studio. Speaking of jerking off. Yes. Come. Come. We said we were going to talk about come. <laughs> so let me let me. Tell a story. Um, About cum. Yeah. I work at a doctor's office, and uh, I know, like, HIPAA violations and stuff, but I think if I don't say the guy's name, it's not a big deal. So I had a patient, like, a year ago who filled out some paperwork, and we asked if you have medical problems and stuff like that. And on the medical problems, he wrote that when he gets aroused, there's a discharge from his penis. Is he talking about fuck? That's cum. Maybe he's talking you, about pre-cum? Yeah, but that's not a medical problem. No, I was going to say, that's that's good. <laughs> we want that. <laughs> yeah, but he, he, wrote, he wrote, when I get aroused, I get, like, I I get a discharge from my penis. It's like, dude, that's normal. Yo, maybe he just can't last in bed, and he doesn't know how to say it without it being <laughs> embarrassing. Right, doc, for some reason, that just gets hard. It just, just spills out like a toothpaste tube. <laughs> uh, oh. But yeah. Any other funny stories? From, no, from no, other, no other cum stories. No other cum stories? No. All right, so we came and we went, come and go. Yep. Uh, let's get back into the NFL. Okay. Do you think the Patriots are just going to end up in the Super Bowl again, looking at the AFC? Because looking, um, at, looking at them from last week, taking out the Packers, I just – maybe the Chiefs can take them? I don't know. That's that's the only thing I – that's the only thought that I have. Uh, I You know, last year I thought the Jaguars had a shot to beat them, honestly. I never believed in Bortles. You never believed never in the Jaguars. Will. No, no, even, I even, love the Jaguars. Okay, I think, I think but you never believed in Bortles, even with his performance against the uh, against the Steelers last year. In this, that in the was impressive. And that you thought it was an anomaly. I think so. Okay. Also, call me crazy. I, I rooted for the Patriots against the Jaguars. Oh, really? Because no. I wanted revenge. Oh, okay. I wanted revenge. Okay. And uh, secretly, I want the rubber match. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. But but on. you know, I mean, granted, Bortles has been awful this year. Um, yeah, most certainly. But he's completely regressed after. You know, looking like a star in the playoffs. Um, He's had flashes and, of greatness. Yeah, make no mistake yes, about yes. it. Yes, it certainly hurt, uh, hurts that he lost Allen Hearns, Allen Robinson, and Marquise Lee. Well, he's been Lee without his to, running back for the majority of the yep, season. Yep, Fournette's too. been gone, uh, and um, 
yeah, like I said, Marquise Lee went down to, I think, a torn ACL. So, Well, I, I don't mean, think Bortles is as bad as he's been this year. I think he's actually No, if, if you give him some weapons, I think he could be okay. He could be yeah. okay. I just think the Jaguars' defense is so good that to waste it with Blake Bortles as your quarterback. You're absolutely right. I think, they're gonna, I think they're going to draft a quarterback this either year. Either draft a quarterback or trade for somebody. Yeah. You know? Get get a fucking Tyrod Taylor or something like that. Seriously. You know? I feel like Tyrod got shafted this offseason. So the dude took I. the Bills to the playoffs. So do I. I think the Bills should have kept him in order to to mentor Josh Allen for a year. And I think because the Allen was started not, him. Uh, well, they did start him. I mean, then, just like full time. I know he wasn't playing well. He but. wasn't playing well. And then, they, you know, I guess I could see both both uh viewpoints but no i definitely uh, that one definitely makes much more sense i'm a to fan me of than uh, i'm a fan of uh baker mayfield baker baker oh baker um so i mean i'm a fan of him and i i think at the time that he deserved especially because ty the game that they won i think it was week three tyrod was playing so poorly yep. and then you put in mayfield and the guy won you the your first game, game in two years yeah so no he's earned it he's yeah. definitely earned it but, just, i'm always a big fan of rookie quarterbacks sitting on the bench for the first I, and i agree to an I'm extent i'm just a fan of that i agree to an extent uh i don't think donald should have started this year no i think him i think the best thing donald could have had was to watch mccown for yep. one season yep and i think that the same thing was if the bills had kept a quarterback like taylor to start this year and not like trade for AJ McCarron, who then they were like, oh, this guy fucking stinks, and then they trade him to, to Oakland, and then they've got Nathan Peterman as the other option. So what a joy to watch! Oh my god, enjoy it while it lasts. The legend <laughs> Nate Peterman. <laughs> I think I think the stat was that like thirteen percent of his passes in his career have been interceptions. That is insane. Yeah, that's. I don't know if you. I don't know if you guys know this, but that's high. Very high. That's a lot. Thirteen <laughs> percent may not seem like a lot, but it's a lot. Like that, like th- imagine so like if he's throwing. If he has forty attempts a game, he's throwing four interceptions. Yeah, that's insane. Yep, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I can pull up his career numbers because I want to see. I I think please he's got, do. No, he please might do. have like two career touchdowns. Honestly, uh, Nathan and Peterman. Like, Nathan, Did he get one last week? I think he got one last week. Was he home? Where's his stats? Yeah, I think they were home. Did the last crowd week. go ape shit? When or Nathan no, you know Peterman? what? They might have been in Chicago. I don't fucking remember. Yeah, who knows. But um, but I like to believe the Buffalo crowd went insane when Nathan Peterman got his first course. touchdown of the season. Nick, what's up? What do you got? His career touchdown interception radio ratio is oh three to twelve. He's thrown three touchdowns. My jaw's on the floor, ladies and, and gentlemen. Twelve interceptions. He has seven this year in two starts, four games, two starts. He's thrown seven. I'm I, uh, I'm at a loss of words. Yeah. I don't know. He just doesn't belong in the NFL. No, he who's does the not. practice squad quarterback on the Buffalo? Anybody's got to be. I dude, bring me up to Buffalo. I could do a better job than him. I'm confident. I, with that. I think you know what I'm I confident could, in. I I could, here's what I'm saying. I'm confident that I can play in the NFL and not throw an interception on 13 percent of my. That's what I was going to say. Passes. I don't know if you could do yeah. a quote-unquote better job than Nathan Peterman. I could definitely not definitely, throw that many interceptions. You definitely have a better turnover ratio. And I'll do it for a fraction of the cost. Give me $50,000. League minimum. No, yeah. you're entitled to league minimum. Don't you worry. I don't need it. Give the rest to charity. <laughs> Give the rest to Nathan Peterman. Um, no, you're chill. Do you think, like, who's the Buffalo Bills coach? Uh, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um... Why am I? I'm looking at the guy's face, and I can't. I can't think of his name. I'd like bald headed guy. I'd like to believe he has meetings with Nathan Peterman. Like he's Sean so McDermott. Dumb. There you go. Yeah, 
I believe like the, like he's so desperate for just a quarterback to be all right. That, like, oh my god! He sits Nathan Peterman <laughs> down. He's like, "Son, do you want your children to starve?" <laughs> he's 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 like ripping his, the like the the stubs of hair he has. He's like, "It's the it's the guys in the blue shirts. You want to hit them, all right? Come on, son." <laughs> Listen, we're, we're, we're going to wear the alternate jerseys next week. It should be easier. <laughs> Legit opposite colors of yeah. our opponents. Those are the jerseys um, you want to hit. But, like, Allen, I mean, Allen, he had issues with accuracy and interceptions as well in college. He was a project coming in. Like, yeah. every, everybody knew this guy was a project. I feel like, He's I got feel like a, with the exception of Baker Mayfield, everybody, three other I've, quarterbacks were, were somewhat were of some, a project. Yeah, yeah. Um, I You know, I think Rosen was... Probably other than Mayfield is probably the most pro ready, but he probably yeah. should have needed should have sat. But I mean, they had no choice. Sam Bradford was horrific. Yep. Um, you know what's funny? The, uh, but now they're sending this saying? guy to slaughter because he's got an awful line in front of him. Yep. So which isn't good because then he can't adjust to exactly. Eat. If they could, you know, because I think he's talented, and I think, but yeah. like I said, beside Mayfield, I think Rosen is the most talented quarterback from from this. That's what I was going to ask class. you. Who did you believe was the most talented quarterback? In the I draft? think it was Mayfield. I think it was Mayfield too, yeah. and I think it's funny that he's the one who sat on the bench, even if for just three or four games. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that he's the one having the best time. Absolutely. He got to stand on the sidelines and observe what playing in the NFL and is like. And the Browns have talent. Oh, they have no, a they lot of talent. Good. They can be good. It's just their coaching. He, if they, yeah. if you give them a real head coach next year, I think they're a playoff team. It's I, I, at least because, eight and eight. Because th- that division isn't too strong. No. It's not as strong no. as it used to no. be. But, and especially if you give them some weapons, you've already got Gar- uh, Jarvis Landry. Uh, if you can get, like, if you could sign, like, a Golden Tate or something, you know, as your number two to go across yeah, chill, from Landry. Man. I didn't I even get to keep watch him. him play yet. <laughs> Get to watch him play yet? You're taking him away. But from you've me. got, yeah. I mean, you've got the running back Chubb from Georgia, who's a stud. <laughs> um, uh, what the the name hey, Chubb? Chubb. <laughs> you can't not. Like and then, uh, yeah, no, you got you got him, who's a stud. I, again, Mayfield is a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, and I think he's I think he's an excellent talent. Um, and if you if you listen to the guy talk, he's intelligent and he's got a good football IQ. Um, but uh, they've got a good line. They've got a tremendous defense. If you give them some competent coaching... I mean, no, just look at how they held the Saints down. I know. You know what I'm saying? That game still stands out to me. I mean, I look at the 7-1 Saints, and I just keep thinking of that game against the Browns. And, you know, you, it could be a fluke week by mm-hmm. week. You never know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it says more about the Saints or more about the Browns. And I'm starting to think it says more about the Browns. I think so. Because the Saints look pretty fucking elite. Yeah. But that's from... What do they hold them to? 21 points? 18? It was something, something like that. It was a low-scoring yeah. game. So, but, I hear you on the Browns' defense. They're yeah, but, I mean... Do that, they have anybody coming off the roster due to free agency at the end of this year? Anyone notable? Uh, it was it was Josh Gordon, and they traded him. Um, okay, but other than that, I mean, nobody off the top of my head. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they have some significant player that coming off, but no, nothing that I can think him? of him. A fifth-round pick, and that's the only reason was because if he has another suspension, he's gone. He's done for. So, okay. you know, teams didn't want to give up high, you know... A high, high pick for someone pick. who could just be knocked out exactly. of the league. Like exactly. Well, you know, good for them. At least they got something in return. I think yeah. the Browns are pretty... And I don't think the Browns' plan was to win this year. No, no, obviously not. Plan, even but, they they wanted to show that, but they wanted to show that they could compete. I think they did. I think so. I think so, so far. I mean, they, even yeah. if they lose out, yeah. they have pieces. You've, and and they've, ha- they've also had several games early in the season where they were fucked late in the game by, by horrible officiating. I do recall um, that the first couple of weeks. And, they, like, honestly, they should probably be 500 right now. Well, I want to ask you, because I, 
I know it's oh, cu- back, custom practice. Sorry, back we to go, yeah, we can go back. Go back to uh, Josh Allen. Um, yeah. Like the dude in college had so many issues with accuracy where he'd yeah. throw. Like the dude's got a strong arm. I can't. I can't take it past that. He fucking threw like eighty yards off his knees, but he had so many passes uh, passes in college that sailed twenty yards over a receiver's head. Like those those passes, those kinds of passes in the NFL, those are getting picked off. Those are those Easy. are going for incomplete. But when you have a good safety that's seeing that's seeing that play progress and sees, oh, this ball's sailing over, I'm going to go after the ball. Uh, those are those are picked off, and uh, especially on like the Bills who have no wide receivers, um, you got issues. Well, I mean, I the the thing with rookie quarterbacks, yeah. he should have sat a year under somebody like Taylor. He should have sat a year, yeah. and I feel like there's always the learning curve for interceptions. I feel like yeah. quarterbacks throwing interceptions is the largest learning curve in the league. Oh, completely. Um, a good example of that would be actually be Carson Wentz. His first season, he threw 14 interceptions yeah. to 16 touchdowns. Yeah, and then last year he was. Lights out. Lights out. Yeah. Ratio's nowhere near that. I know this year right now he's at like 11 touchdowns and two interceptions. Yeah. Uh, he's got to hold on to the ball a little better, though. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to talk about the officiating in the NFL and what you think of the – what they're trying to get at with these rule establishments like this year, the helmet, the, the new tackle rule. Um, I, I completely understand you want to protect your players because you've Especially seen the quarterbacks. So, yes, you've seen so many players in the past, like fucking Hall of Famers, that you see when they they pull them onto the field for at the Super Bowl, and these guys can't fucking walk, and they're like fifty, and it's because of football, and it's because of head head, head injuries and concussions that are going undiagnosed, and CTE is very clearly stemming from hits to the head, 100%. and it's very clearly. Like it's a big problem in the NFL, despite what Roger Goodell tells you. Oh no, it's not. Go fuck yourself. He's a, yes, fall, it is. He was a fall guy. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna listen to you. I'm gonna listen to scientists who say that it is. Um. I completely. I'm completely for protecting players, especially head injuries, which is like devastating. Uh. You had Junior Seau who fucking shot himself in the chest because yeah. because he he had undiagnosed concussions. And the reason he shot himself in the in the chest was so that his brain could be salvaged and tested. That's like the most thoughtful suicide I've ever heard yeah. of, and I'm not I'm not even trying to be funny. No, we're saying yeah. that in jest. Like, and but that, that that paints how severe an injury absolutely. this is because it, it's it's literally him thinking of the rest of the league. Like yeah. he has no illusions about where that came from. Yeah. So he knows just how many other people are suffering because of that. Oh, and, and so I who, hope something and who was knows? learned yeah. from that. I, exactly. I, I really hope we learn but, something from uh, his brain. There's there's an issue with the tackle rule where they said you can't lower your head to tackle. How else are you gonna th- like if That's you're if you're running understand. full speed? How else do you tackle somebody? I almost feel like between it's being this made by these guys who've never played a down of football in their life. I feel like with the the new tackle rule and the thing they're trying to do with the catch, I almost feel like they're trying to make the rules so vague that the refs can almost get away with whatever call they want. Nobody knows what the fucking rules are. We don't are. know what's going on. We have no um, idea. I mean, there some of the quarterback hits this year that yeah, have been called that are I was just going to say. The quarterback hits where it's like I've seen where guys it's like, hug it's like a that. tap or like the hug. And it's like, oh, person fell, roughing the passer. passer. It's not fucking roughing the passer. Neither is it when if they you, hug him. Like, if you make I the tackle know. where your arms are wrapped around him and you go down with him, I know, that's yeah. the safest the, tackle the, you can make. I know, and they dude, the body like, weight. Oh, the, you're putting your body the weight The body weight is the worst thing. And it's not, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not one of those asshole like, like, oh, you're making the game soft. No, no, like, I'm, not no about, I'm not. I'm about protecting the people too, yeah, but we need to you have gotta, You do have to protect, yes, absolutely. The body weight bullshit is, is stupid, is so stupid. Uh, if it's on a sack, it should never be called. 
But if it's called on uh, where, you know, he throws it a second goes by and then you drive him into the ground, throw that shit. Yeah, hunt. Yeah, yeah. if it's clear he got rid of the yeah. ball and you throw that flag. Like, and the then you and you're shape? yes, and you're driving that guy into the ground. Throw that throw flag. Throw that flag. But if you but if he has not released the ball yet, and you tackle him and you land on him, it's a sack. It's a, what else are you gonna fucking do? Well, you like you you. I don't know what they think these guys have the wherewithal to wrap and roll and shit I've like that. I've heard an interesting point lately that some people believe the league is starting to cater more to the people who play fantasy than the people who watch to root for teams. Because everything they're doing is just promoting offense. It is they're promoting hurting. offense. It is hurt. Is it's in the end, it's going to hurt their you know viewership. There's just, there's just too many. They're going to lose throwing. money because of it. I know. I know. The thing is, like, let the boys play. Yeah, and I understand throwing flags on hits, but like, dude, some pass interference calls are terrible. Some holding calls are terrible. Yeah. Because one of the things that like I love watching football. Seriously. Totally. I have a fucking blast every Sunday. But one of the things that make me enjoy baseball more is like. When I see a home run in baseball and I see the ball go over the wall, it's a home run. Yeah. And I can cheer and I can be happy. Yeah. I have found and watching not, football not after a play, I have to linger, wait to see if there's a was flag. Was that a touchdown? Was then that a touchdown? Was that a touchdown? It looks good. Bro, I didn't oh, they're reviewing it. I have to wait. And, uh, hey, it's a touchdown. <laughs> Bro, I didn't celebrate the Eagles winning the Super Bowl until because 10 did, seconds after the play. I, yeah. Which was just weird and awkward. It was a very yeah. weird 10 seconds. Yeah. But it's. You know, yeah, because yeah, the play on. has to finish, and you're like, flags, yellow, yellow. There's nothing. Our, I think we're in the clear. Uh, I, I think, think we good. won. Are yeah. we champions? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> but but I understand that maybe this is necessary to get the league to a place where okay. we we lower injuries. Where I understand keeping the quarterback safe. The quarterback for a lot of teams is the business. Like the Packers make significantly more money if you're <laughs> you're a real son of a bitch. <sighs> And this is how the NFL gets away with this shit. Because <laughs> people like you and I try to have conversations and somebody slurps and we go off topic and we end up talking about something else. Let's talk about this new fucking New York Mets GM. Because I'm um, not sure how happy I am about it. So The thing with me is uh, I just want to get the guy's name right. I, I believe the guy's name is Bloom from the Rays. I think he should have been the, uh, the guy. I just want to make sure that I'm not giving... I'm just... Look, some of the things that have really disappointed... Yeah, yeah, go for it. Chain Bloom. Uh, he was basically the... He was like... He came in second in the race for the Mets GM job. He's helped. Who is he? Who is he? Before? He is. He works for the Rays in their front office. He's one of their top guys. Front office guy. Yeah, he's and, like a uh, scout coming up, or not a scout, but I mean, scout. he's one of their main like talent like guys. And he, okay. you know, he's the Rays make really smart trades. They make smart signings. Uh, they're a really well run organization, especially on a budget. And I think a guy like that who's making you know who's making trades where they're trading. Uh, you know, guys like Chris Archer and getting some pretty incredibly talented guys back, and you know, that's just that's just an the example. Key phrase to what you just said was he knows how to make trades on a budget. Which yeah, is exactly yeah. what Will Ponds are looking for. But um, the issue is why. that uh, the the new uh, Mets GM, who's I can't even I don't Brody, Van, Van, Brody yeah, let's just call Brody. Him Brody. So uh, I mean, he's not he has no background in a baseball front office he's a fucking he's, agent now here's the here's the issue for me is that he is the agent for De, well for i guess DeGrom, was for degrom and syndergaard Tebow. yes like for degrom and syndergaard when they have arbitration cases coming up he should not be allowed to be in them don't be surprised if he is i've been uh, listen i that's a, I, that's a me, conflict of interest let me, let me make again it's nothing the mets haven't done before like look you know me you've known me a very long time i bleed orange and blue i yeah. fucking love yeah. the new york mets but the last 
10 years have been really fucking hard. Because I don't. Because sketchy yeah. shit. Not, not even yeah. losing. I can handle losing. I'm a Mets fan. No, but I, I'm, I'm, Bernie Madoff, I, man. I can lose. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you're going to tell me these guys are going to do business with Bernie Madoff and you're going to let them keep their team? Yep. Not only are you going to let them keep their the, team, you're going to let Jeff Wilpon be part of the head of the financial sector for all of Major League Baseball? Yeah. These fuckers are protected. No, you're right. That's why they're going to pocket David Wright's contract when they collected it back for insurance. They got 75% of his contract back when he, when he was injured. And they pocketed that shit. You're right. How can they get away with this? I don't understand. And now we hire for our GM, for the guy that we need to, to make trades across the MLB, to make signings. We're going to hire an agent. Mm-hmm. A guy a guy who was Syndergaard's agent. Yep. He was DeGrom's, DeGrom's agent. agent. Yep. Tebow's agent. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it all, it's almost like the New York Mets are the home of and insider now, trading. And now so many uh, players who were in his group have had to change. Eight, like Jed Lowry, who's a free agent. Who uh, probably was, probably fucking hates Brody now. Yeah, for now he like has that, to, he has and to change agents. Sign with us. Well, well, I don't think he was, but he even still, but, but it's going to slow down his ability to sign with the team now. That's true because now he's got a new he's agent. Get a whole new shit. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. And he, it I mean, he's sketchy. It just he's, seems he sketchy. Was, he was an all star with the Athletics last year and has had several good years with the with the Athletics as a as like a super utility guy and uh, was probably looking at a three year deal. But now that he's changed changed agents, has to get all that shit sorted out. It's going to take longer for him to sign, and it's probably lessened his ability to earn and get an extra year. Because the dude's like 35. He wants a three-year deal. He's probably going to have to sign for a one or two. That's going to suck for him. Because you're right. He had an excellent year. And for a 35-year-old guy who can still make an all-star team, he's mm-hmm. definitely worth a three-year contract. Yeah. But due to uh, unfortunate circumstance. Where your agent takes the job in a front office. Jo- hey, hey, man, uh, I got to go. Sorry. Sorry. But to be fair, from things that I uh, heard from him, uh, I heard some brief snippets where he was interviewed by Mike Francesa. Um, I know Francesa hates him. Yeah, it, it was very funny yeah. because Francesa asked him, he's like, what do you, what do you, th- what do you think about this team? Huh? Well, tell me, tell me tell what you think. think. And, then, and he goes, you know, I think, uh, I think this is a lineup that I could win with. And Francesa goes, I, I know your pitching's good, but you, you, you look at this lineup and you tell me you can win? I, all right. <laughs> But and you know what I agree, and, and I, I, I agree with that I, I agree, with, I agree with that if you know if I'm looking at Rosario Nimmo Conforto McNeil, sure, I like those guys. I think those guys are good players. I like and you can them build to win ra- in two years. And with I that. and I yeah and I think you can build around those guys. But if I'm looking at the rest of the lineup. If I'm looking at like Todd Frazier and aging and fucking Jay Bruce, Jay Bruce, get Todd Frazier the fuck and, out and, of here and and uh, Travis Darno. Like I'm not looking. No, they're not. They're not. They're looking for a catcher. Yes, I know. I think Brody said I, that's like and, his biggest yes, thing is yes. to find a good catcher, and which I agree with. Because Darno turned Darno, out to be a bust. Yep, yep. He's good. He calls a decent game. But yeah, but, but he, he turned he, out to just be dude, a bust. Dude, the, the guy plays ninety games a year. You yeah. can't have your starting catcher who gets no. hurt all the time. You need someone time. that can hold it down. Uh, I think they're going to sign Yasmani Grandal. That's not a bad deal. I think they're going to sign him. Uh, the only well, it depends who they sign him at. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a bad uh, idea. Yeah, I, I mean, he's a great catcher coming out of L.A. His pitch framing is not fantastic, but he's a great hitter. Um, and <clears throat> basically I, uh, I, yeah, I don't like, I, I don't agree with, with, uh, with Brody about what he thinks about the lineup. Like I said, I think they have a couple well, of pieces. Well, there's something he said in particular yeah. I really want to ask. And him. what is that? Now, let me guess what you were going to ask me. Is it, Go for is it. it Tim Tebow? Yeah, it's okay. Tim Tebow. Uh, I think it's insane. I think, to it's think that he can that he can start I'm opening worried. day roster. I'm worried this guy Brody is just like a fucking carny trying to sell tickets. Oh yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. What what I I do like is like I said he was talking to Francesca and he said that he's focused on 
on bringing in some talent. From based, from everything that I've heard and like listening to people in the industry, um, it seems like he wants to spend and he wants to bring in some hope big so. names because we haven't spent. A I lot. think you can get. I think the Mets can get a guy like Kimbrel. I would love to get Kimbrel. Or uh, I don't I'd like them to retain Familia too. Uh, or well, bring him back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if um, we could, I would like them to retain Familia and get Kimbrel. That's where that I'm might at. be tough, but I, I you know, uh, I think Kimbrel is might be like their major uh, target. You know, yeah, I would hope so. Starting pitching is not a need. You don't have to worry about the starting pitching no, market. We're good. Um, but, but we need you, we you, need one or bullpen, two bats. Your bullpen, bullpen like, needs. You know, bullpen Degrom needs has had nine wins because the bullpen yep. killed him. Um, no, bullpen needs a complete overhaul, and we need maybe a, a good defensive catcher. Yes. And one doesn't have to be a Machado type bat, but no. one good bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know? I'm with you. Like a Mike Moustakis or something like that. I would love Moustakis. Yeah. I wanted him last year. I want yeah. him this year. But God damn it. I had Mets fans who were like, why get Moustakis when we can get Frazier? Frazier fucking sucks. I want to smack why. those. I want to smack them. I, I hope they're listening. I've never, I, I have never liked Todd Frazier. I didn't like him with the Reds. I didn't like him with the White Sox. I hated him when he was on the Yankees. I'm a Yankee fan. I fucking hated that piece of shit. That big-headed fucking asshole <laughs> whose helmet doesn't fit right. Fuck him. I like him off the bench. I like him off the bench. He stinks. I like him off the bench. I like him off the bench. Did you know he's from Tom's River, New Jersey? Did you know that? Has have, has anybody ever told you that before? Because that's the, all they fucking talk about when he's up. <laughs> he's at the plate. Here comes Todd Frazier. Hey, he's from Tom's River, New Jersey. You know that? That's right across did the river grow, there. Did he grow up a Yankee or a Met fan? I don't fucking know. I think he grew up a, a Yankee fan. And then, yeah. And then, How could you did not you, love did the you story know, of a Yankee did fan you know, playing for the Yankees? Did you know that he played in the Little League World Series? Did you know he stood next to Derek Jeter on the field? I have a question. Oof. I have a question. Did Todd Frazier stand you up or something? Did you try to get an autograph? Did he like no. flip you off? No, like, I do. You, I do have a story that's from a friend that okay. I don't know that I should tell. Uh, no, you know now what? you have to tell. I'm it. gonna tell. Now it. you have to tell. Okay, it. you could change names if you need to change names. Okay. Um, my friend Joe Spaghetti. I love Joe Spaghetti. By um, the way. my friend Joe Spaghetti. He's a big Bengals fan, and he uh, he flew to Cincinnati a few years ago. It was probably like 2014, 15, I guess, and he flew to, to Cincinnati for a Bengals game. Uh, it happened to be on the same weekend as uh, like the Reds Fan Fest. So the Reds Fan, pe- fan Fest was happening at Great, Amer- Great American Ballpark, and then afterwards, the players were hanging out at the hotel that Joe was staying in. Um, so it's completely separate from Fan Fest. Uh, what, you know, because I've, I've told it, uh, to different people, I told it on Reddit, and they didn't believe me because they're you know they're like this didn't happen at FanFest. You're right, I didn't say it did. So it happened at the hotel, like in the bar, and he's got pictures. He took pictures with like Johnny Cueto and uh, a few other players. Uh, there was the there was the one guy who it was a pitcher. He got like arrested for like rape. It, it, it was insane. Alfredo Simone, I think it was. Um, and then uh, Jay Bruce, uh, sorry, not Jay Bruce, uh, Todd Frazier was there. And uh, Todd Frazier was uh, making out with a lady who wasn't his wife. Todd. And um, Todd. So Joe. Oh, my God. So Joe, to, again, this is all coming from Joe, and I have no reason not to believe him. So, so But to be clear, yeah. these are not the words of uh, Chris Burkowski. No, they are, they are. The words of Joe Spaghetti. Yes. So Joe, you know, he shouldn't have done this, but he took a picture of it. Uh, and tweeted it, and uh, I guess oh, fuck. 
I, 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 maybe he must have tagged Todd Frazier in the tweet, or maybe Todd Frazier saw him take the picture. But I, that wasn't clear to me. But Todd Frazier uh, saw it and approached him and put his hand on his throat, pushed him against the wall, and threatened to kill him. Um, I've seen a picture of the police report. Uh, not, uh, yeah, of the police report. Uh, no charges were pressed, but the police were called, and uh, they told Joe that it's not the first time they had to deal with Todd Frazier. Uh, he, hey, yo, fuck Todd Frazier! He had to be... his his um, The hotel he was in, they changed his room, put him under a fake name to protect him. Uh... And, um, like I said, he, Todd Frazier, like, choked him, put him against the wall, told him he was going to kill him. Uh, Again, I cannot say that I support Joe's actions in taking the picture. It's not his business. But, you know, Todd Frazier assaulted my friend. And, again, I have no reason not to believe it. I've seen a – he sent me a picture of the police report when it was happening. Um, I have no reason not to believe that story. Well, you see, now you've convinced me to hate Todd Frazier. Thank you. There you I go. have to say, if, if the hey, fuck Todd <laughs> Frazier yelling thing didn't convince you, no, that's fucking low, Brad. That's fucking low. First off, don't cheat on your wife. Don't cheat on your wife. Um, and don't do it during like, Fan Fest. Yeah. Like, what well, if there's a kid again, who saw him? Again, it was not at Fan Fest. It was at the hotel oh, in the shit. bar. My bad. My that's, bad. That's the issue okay, that okay. people have my bad. where they don't believe the story. Because they believe they think that I'm saying that he choked him out in front of fans, which is not what happened. Okay. Yeah. I have to, I guess I made yeah. the same mistake. Because yeah. I pictured this whole thing happening at Fan Fest. Yeah, like he's like signing like autographs. He's like around. signing autographs. He's like, go over here. <laughs> I was like, damn, Todd, chill. <laughs> So and because people because people are like nobody saw that that's bullshit no but straight up don't fucking cheat on your no, wife yeah, man no so he like he's a fucking baseball player he's mm-hmm. not home most of the time mm-hmm. it's hard on her too mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing so yeah but uh he like it was in the off season and so he yeah what, it, what he did he did that and uh, um pe- people have asked me why the why wasn't he arrested or anything like that because he's famous man. Money is power. He's famous in a small city, in a small city like Cincinnati, where you're an athlete. Well, you don't want to, and you have power over the, like you know, you don't want to disturb the Cincinnati economy. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) no, but that's like you. I'm not kidding that much. I'm not kidding that much. It's a little joke, but Uh, seriously, um, I I don't see how you could not understand how he wasn't arrested. No, I totally get it. The baseball keeps things under wraps and they're good at keeping things mm-hmm. under wraps. And if you think that unless these unless you fucking like assault your wife or something like that. Yeah, at no, your home unless it takes it to the next level. And it's yeah. and, and, and then police are called, they're gonna report that. But something like that well, That's why I wasn't where happy especially with the Mets. especially Joe didn't press charges, yeah. he just, you know, he wanted to be done with it. Well I was but, gonna say going off on your last thing, that's why I wasn't happy when the Mets took Jose Reyes back. Oh, I'm completely with you. I, I would have been fine taking him back in novelty mm-hmm. had he not you know, had that story broke about him assaulting was yep. it his girlfriend. His it was wife? his wife. He threw his her wife? through a glass door. He should have been out of baseball. How can you? Yeah, first or all the Shabbin should have been out of baseball. Uh, yeah, we need. We yeah. need. We definitely need to have all like of a these. No tolerance all of these fucking those things. Roberto Ozuna, who's now on the Astros, who was just you know pitched in the playoffs, should have been out of baseball. All these pitchers, all these you know any any athlete who has any kind of issue or arrest with domestic violence. Should be out of base. Should be of out course. of that sport. That of that course. is a that is a privilege to be able to play in that league and make that money you make. It's not only that, and dude, you it's... were also and you were also a public figure 
where like children look up to you. That's what I'm saying. It's disenfranchising to the fan yeah. base. Because how am I? It's disenfranchising to, to women. How, you know, that's yeah, and they're part of the fan base. Yeah, hundred so, percent. So it's like, so how it's is like, a woman supposed to go to the game and root for the Mets when Jose Reyes is exactly, in the exactly? I, I one hundred percent right there with you. And it's disenfranchising the children and the parents too. Because like, dude, what am I going to do? Am I going to take my kid to go watch the Mets when Jose Reyes is playing so that he no. can cheer when Jose Reyes hits it's, a fucking homer? It, it was insane. My, I don't want him looking up to a guy like that. My my girlfriend Maria and I went to his first game back uh, with the Mets. Not on purpose. We had tickets to that game. It was and just then happenstance. They, yep. Yeah. And so uh, when he, dude, I, I still think about it. and It still like enrages me when he came up to the plate for the first time and got a standing ovation from the crowd. Yeah. This is part of that thing I was telling you where the last 10 years I'm pretty upset with my organization. That's part of it too. Because you know what it is, man? And like, I don't want to make there, excuses. Like, I don't want to make excuses for people who yeah. are lacking some moral value. But sometimes people just don't know better. Sometimes people don't pay attention to that yeah. shit. And sometimes, like, Major League Baseball is a fucking circus act to some people, and where they don't care about the players and what they do I know, off the field. I know, but and I think you, it's the wrong perspective I, to have. I don't think you should be able. You should separate the player from the person. It should. It's one and the same. And to me, and I've heard. I've heard fans at the game where I've. I've said. You know where somebody's been like, "Oh, Jose, Jose, Jose," yeah. and then I'm, and I go, "Hey, man, can I ask you a question? Why are you, are, are, like, why are you okay with what he did?" And they go, "They go, hey, you know, whatever. Leave his personal life out of it. He's a Mets legend." It's like, yeah. all right, well, you know, he's an awful person, and I, you know, I, I have a problem supporting somebody like what that. What if that you should? What if that was your daughter that exactly. he put through the fucking glass? Exactly. What if that was your sister? Yep. You know. Your it's, views got to change. And dude, on you that. know, you know me, man. I fucking loved Jose Reyes. Yeah. When he, during the two, like the 2006 era, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. I fucking love. He was exciting to watch. He was fun. Yeah. Like he, him stealing a base made the crowd erupt like someone hit a home run. Yeah. It was so much fun. No, he was a game changer. And I always talent. appreciate him for that time. I always appreciate him for the good moments. Mm-hmm. But. But At then, the end of the day, looking back on Jose Reyes, that is the big glaring red dot that's on the front fucking cover of his legacy. I completely agree. I have, you know, I can't, I can't argue that at all. And especially, dude, I can't stand this. The fucking iPhone. I've had, I've up, I've updated the fucking operating system three times this month. Man, look, we, we can get into it, but I, I have can't an, stand I have an Android, and I'm happy. Uh, and the, I just got the pop up uh, that was uh, update. I updated last week. There's something weird about iPhones, man. I don't know how my brother's done it. My brother has an iPhone six that still runs like. Masterfully, Good God, I don't know how he's I done lose, it. I, I have the seven, and I lose the charge so quickly. Yep, and I'm gonna have to go to like the ten. You know, when I when my update is my upgrade is available. My old work phone was an iPhone. It was an iPhone five, mm-hmm. an iPhone five S. Mm-hmm. I worked at the place I worked. I worked there for two years. The first year, the phone ran just fine. After one year, it just starts crapping out. And it's like, I didn't even yeah. use it for anything. I wasn't downloading apps or streaming podcasts off of it. Yeah. It was just a work phone. I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist, but if you don't think that Apple is able to target the older phones and make them run slower... Yeah, you're out of your mind. Yeah. No, And, this and especially because it always happens. It, it has only happened to me a month after the new one comes out. Oh, every time I, I, the, I the, bet the so. new one, the new one comes out and then all of a sudden texts don't send the fucking, you know, it, it, it freezes all the time. I have to reboot it. The battery runs from like 70% to 30% in two minutes. Well, that's the thing, man. It's, most, most yeah. conspiracies are pretty wonky, but that doesn't mean that some conspiracies aren't true. Yeah. Apple definitely does that. I, Look, Microsoft yeah. is no different. The fucking oh, Xbox oh, yeah, 360. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I had to buy three Xbox 360s Jesus because Christ. of the fucking red rings. Listen, I got a Nintendo Entertainment System that was made in the fucking 80s. It still works <laughs> just fine. You mean to tell me Nintendo was... 20 years ahead of Microsoft in the late 80s. Dude, I just bought Bullshit. a I just I just went to video game trading post in Levittown and bought a PS2. I love that. Cuz I found yeah, cuz I found a couple games that I wanted to play. Oh, is that where you got that? Yeah, I got my PS2 right yeah. there. So cuz I uh oh, you got the thick boy. Oh yeah, he's an I, old boy. I forgot how thick that was. That's I got an old the thin. Boy. You got when thin. I yeah, when I went yeah. and I saw it and I was like, "Oh boy, I forgot how mammoth this thing is." Yo, what games did you pick up? Uh well, I here's the thing. I found all my old games in a in a bin in the closet. So I had I had all wait, my wait, old wait, games, wait, but wait, I couldn't wait, find wait, the wait, console. Like yours? Yes. Oh wait, wait, wait! You found at them in my a house. closet. In your at home. my house. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. I was like, you just went into a video game trading <laughs> closet. Hey, a these box? are mine. <laughs> well, what do you know? <laughs> you know, like I was that cleaning out, out some shit. I was I was cleaning out some shit and uh, in the house, and I found uh, a, b- a gigantic bin of all my PS2 games, and I was like, man, there's so many of these that I want to play again. Um, and but I uh, and I sur- I tore every closet in the house. I I went in the goddamn crawl space and broke my back trying to find <laughs> like I, we must have sold it. We must yeah. have gave it Garage to GameStop or something, something like yeah. that. Um. So yeah. So I went to video game trading stop and got a got a PS2. And dude, the thing runs Beautiful. like new. Beautifully. Yeah. Beautifully. You mean to tell me I don't Sony think you was can do that? I don't think you can do that with Xbox. No, you can't. Yeah. I still have a 360, mm-hmm. but it's my third fucking one. Hey, say what you want about Sony leaking emails and stuff, <laughs> but they, they they have a good product. They de- damn right they do. I have a PS4, and I'm very happy with it. Yeah. I don't oh, think it's PS4 gonna, is incredible. It's not going to give me a red ring nope. anytime soon. Nope. But ever since that, I've hopped off of Microsoft. I've gone back to Sony yeah. because, like you said, that PS2, whether it's my big fat boy mm-hmm. or the slim that you got, mm-hmm. still runs like new. Yeah, still runs perfectly fine. What games are you playing? What games do you find in the closet that you just had to get this piece? Um, to? I've been wanting. So I, I've been like praying that Sony would would release a remaster of this, and they haven't. But then I found it in the closet, and it's fine. Tony Hawk's Underground One. Oh. That is my. It's my favorite game of all time. You've said that numerous times. You you do hold the that story dear, near and dear. The story is is it's so fun and. Uh, Basically, you are uh, you're you're a skater. You're like an underground skater, and you become pro. Uh, well, you're trying to become pro, and your buddy from your hometown he uh, he steals your like demo tape of this gigantic trick that you do that's going to get you signed by everybody. Uh, he steals that tape and says that it was him. Pawns it off as himself. Yep. And so, which never made sense to me because I'm just like, but I don't look anything like him. How is he? Is there like a <laughs> is there like a picture of his face on my body? And people are like, wow, look at him go. He's so still. <laughs> Look at the body How control. Does he do that? <laughs> um, but if uh, so that so that yeah so he steals the tape and pawns it off his own and you gotta you gotta you know you do it for the love of soul skating and shit and uh, you're like you know it's corrupt he's a piece of shit and then uh, you end up uh, y- you have to beat him in this one last thing and uh, and you, you get the tape back that's the end of the game. So the it's, ga- it's so great. The game it's is so, the tale of. Of, but it's a tale of betrayal. Yeah, it's your it's homie. It's so much fun. It's I love that homie. game. I, I'm as a kid, I must have played it through fifteen times. That's awesome, dude. I um, love. I'm not yeah. very good at Tony Hawk, uh-huh. but I fucking love yeah. Tony Hawk. And then skater. the other, the other main game that I've been playing back is uh, SmackDown vs. Raw 2006. Wasn't that one of the first ones where you could customize a character? Yep, dude. Yeah, I fell in love with yeah. that when I was a kid. So I've been doing GM mode. Um, I never played that as a kid because GM mode so is tell like, me yeah, about GM so, mode. so basically like you are uh, running your own brand so like you can you can pick Raw or SmackDown you draft your roster and you put on a show and you try to get the best ratings 
um, and it's it's a shitload of fun. So you're trying to so you're trying to see you know so what do you matches influence, what like the plots that happen. Like do you influence the no like no what do you have you control can, over you can control you can start rivalries and see how well they're doing and mm. you can uh, like you can um, pretty much set up you know, you set up all the matches for each show you set, like I said you set up rivalries so you can be like oh I've got Triple H is in a feud with Kurt Angle so I, I'm gonna keep putting them next to each other so that so that their rivalry becomes more popular and um, yeah so like you basically if you if you're starting a rivalry between two guys you pretty much gotta have them keep facing each other so that the popularity goes up and fans keep wanting to see it gotta build the hype yeah and um, so y- you know if you want to put them in like stipulation matches those generally give you a better rating because like you know uh, like a a hell in a cell match is going to get you uh, a better star rating than a a singles match just you know uh it's there's a there's a uh, a method to the madness of it i'm sure but it's it's a it's a hell of a lot of fun i want i want to jump off of the Mm -hmm. wwe versus smackdown 2006 Mm -hmm. i want to talk to you about the saudi show that just went down and i wanted to get your opinion and your take on the saudi show i'll let you i'll let you run the mic they shouldn't have done it. They should okay. not have run Go the show on. in Saudi Arabia, um, because I don't know what it says about their policies. Especially if you know, having running a show. Uh, let me let me restart because the major issue with it, in case your viewers aren't aware, the the WWE has a has a ten year deal with the Saudi Arabian government um, to run shows. I think it's two times a year there. And they're getting a shitload of money. I don't remember the exact number. It's something like it's it's something absurd. It might be like two hundred million dollars or something like that. It's it's absolutely insane. Um, and the the crown prince who is the one who basically who signed sort of like set up the deal with WWE, who they're the, they're in contact with. He is the guy who allegedly put in the hit or like told people to kill the reporter. Yeah. And for those who don't know the story, there was a uh, reporter in Saudi Arabia who was essentially chopped up with a bone saw. Yeah. And there's, he, there's as, as Chris, was he alluding, was lured in yeah. and, and murdered. Uh, he was a, a major, he worked for the uh, Washington post and was yep. a major critic of the Saudi government. Um, and so that, that, that's how they were going so to the Saudi silence government their enemy. Made him go away. Yeah. Um, and so the WWE had a major crisis on their hands. We're getting all this money. Do we run the show? Uh, on a, on an even lesser thing is that no women are able to work on the show. Now the WWE has done an incredible job over the past two or three years of changing the stigma around women's wrestling in WWE and the depiction of women on their programming where they're no longer in, you know, being degraded in brawn panty matches. They're no longer eye candy or sex objects. They're being presented as being on par with the men. Um, they're, you know, their matches are longer. They've main, event, main evented pay-per-views, which was unheard of. Uh, and, and like I said, you know, they, so they're main eventing pay-per-views and having 25-minute matches, mm-hmm. like instead of, instead of a, a three-minute match or a 90-second match or something like that. Um, they're getting much more screen time, and like I said, they're getting character development, and they're fully fleshed out people, just like the men are, rather than, I got tits and ass, and here I am. Um, so you would say the WWE has done a good job over the recent years yes. of 
bringing women not only on par with men, but no longer just strictly objectifying them. Exactly, exactly. And uh, bringing out the personalities and the personas that they're portraying. 100%. Now, two weeks ago, they just had their first ever all women's pay per view. And then five days later, they had the Saudi Arabia show where no women are allowed. So how tone deaf is that for the company and to, to, that... to praise, to praise the, the show is called evolution. So you're praising, you know, we've changed. This is the new, this is women's wrestling. This is, you know, they're, they're just as good as the men, all power to them, but they can't be on that show because they're not allowed. Sorry. They should have fucking held it in fucking Albany or something. Like they should have. They should have just. They, so sh- they should have. You, if, if you're gonna run the show, just don't do it in Saudi Arabia. Just don't do it in the say, country. What would you say to the company line that they believe? Because in Saudi Arabia, as you know, like women aren't really allowed to show themselves promiscuously. Yeah. Yes. Where like they may not be objectifying the women as much anymore. But just like the male wrestlers, all wrestlers are dressed pretty skin like yeah, skimpy, sc- scandalous. You know, sc- you can scandalous yeah, clad. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, and they all you know I have. Very fit and attractive bodies. Yes. And so how would you, what would you say to somebody who argued that to put that in front of an audience that isn't used to seeing that, that is used to seeing their women in burqas, how would you respond to someone who said, hey, we're, they're not, Saudi Arabia is not willing to make that change that rapid. They need to be eased into it. Mm-hmm. And things like WWE are what could ease the Saudi Arabian society into that. Mm-hmm. That the WWE actually believes they're making slow and progressive change in that direction but they kind of have to start in the middle somewhere. How would you respond to somebody with that perspective? Well, uh, they have in the past run a show in the Middle East where uh, where women are not supposed to be presented in that way, and uh, they were they wore full bo- body suits. Yeah. Um, to to make up for that, uh, the now the talent, uh, as far as I recall, said that it was it was you know not very breathable and it was tough uh, and it's not even it's not even like WWE WWE does not say you're going to wear this mm-hmm. it, they, they they have they let you identify they your own choose persona. what they're going yeah. to wear absolutely uh, so you know if you say that you know I don't like this girl you know in you know she's showing a little cleavage she she chooses to do that WWE's not saying show some cleavage mm-hmm. so but they in order to fit with the uh, and I can't remember what country it was, so don't don't. It might have been Iran or something like that, but don't. We don't have to dig into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they wrestled in a show. Uh, two women, Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss. They and like I said, they wore full body suits mm-hmm. to make up for it. Um, I, I, but I, I don't believe Saudi Arabia even allows that because if they did, then they, they would just do that. They don't. So, um, and that's the major issue. That again, you're trying to you're trying to push that the women are just as important as the men and you're you, you, like I said, you just had this big pay-per-view, which was a huge success. It was one of the best shows of the year. And then, uh, not just in WWE, just like a, in all of wrestling, it was one of the best shows of the year. And um, it, then, then five days later, they're not allowed. They go and do literally yeah. the opposite thing. Yeah, it's completely toned it up. Was, it was, it's, it's one step forward, two steps back. It was like a bait yeah. and switch almost. Yeah. It was like, a, oh, look how progressive we're being. Yeah. And then five days later, it, they do the, exactly. a regressive action. Exactly, and it's uh, I. I have a problem with it. I uh, you know I don't think they should have run the show in Saudi Here's Arabia just just because of the the murder. Like that's no that alone. Yeah, that alone they should have pulled out. And you know, but money talks. So money definitely talks. Here's where I stand on the whole thing. I don't think keeping what happened to the journalist in mind, which is obscene and terrible and tragic. Even before that, I don't think they should have done this show. 
I don't think the WWE should be doing business with Saudi Arabia. Because mm-hmm. for, for people who don't know, um, the United States has a very interesting relationship with Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Where the arms dealers are pretty much at the will of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. We have arms dealers who manufacture weapons and we sell those weapons to Saudi Arabia. And many believe that those weapons, along with Saudi Arabia, play some kind of role in the destabilization of the Middle East. 11 of the 19 9-11 hijackers were from Saudi Saudi Arabia. Arabia. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to condemn a whole country. I'm not coming from that angle at all. I just, I'm, I want to say I'm skeptical of our relationship with Saudi Arabia. It just seems inconsistent and... Given that they, on a daily basis, go through human rights violations on the count of women. Yeah, no, you're right. I like. I, I don't understand how we could do business with a country that sees women as an object or sees them as unequal yeah. or feels like they need to cover up their bodies. It's just, and maybe that's just me. You know, I, I'm I'm willing to bet. It's not. I'm willing to bet. Uh, that's good to know. And look, there's things that you and I don't know about the relationship between the United States yeah. and Saudi Arabia. It could be more deep and more tangled than we know. But just on the fact that every day is a human rights violation in Saudi Arabia on the account that women aren't seen as equals, that alone makes me not want American businesses to do business with Saudi Arabia. And I'm sure – did you see the John Oliver bit on the yeah. whole thing? And yeah. For anyone watching, John Oliver does a pretty good job of talking about this whole issue with the uh, crown jewel event with WWE in Saudi Arabia. But I think what he left out was there's something going on in Saudi Arabia pretty soon called Davos in the Desert. Do you Mm -hmm. know what this is? Uh, I'm not familiar. So Davos in the Desert is basically a bunch of like billionaire corporations from America go to this thing, Davos in the Desert. It's basically like a giant networking event, and they're going to Saudi Arabia. Now, after this thing with the journalists happened, a lot of companies, rightfully so, pulled out. Which is what WWE should have done. Which is what WWE should have done. I felt like both the, after the journalists went down, because this isn't just a Saudi journalist, and it wouldn't make it any better or worse, I guess, but looking at it from a nation's perspective, this was an American journalist. Mm-hmm. This guy worked for the Washington Post, and he has a family that lives here in America, yes. and the Saudi Arabian government literally chopped up his body with a bone saw. Yeah. Davos in the desert should not happen. I don't agree with Crown Jewel happening. I'm... Will, I'm willing to hear somebody out who thinks maybe I'm being ignorant on the situation, but that's just currently where I stand. I've done my best to look into it, but I see no reason that any business should be going on like that. No, I'm and with that's you. that's just my perspective. I'm with you. Uh, let's get on a uh, let's more, brighten the mood. Let's yeah. brighten the mood. Let's talk about fairy tales. Let's talk about Shrek. You hear the rebooting Shrek? Yeah, I'm, I, did you hear that? Yeah, what the fuck? I don't know what's going on. No, I don't want a Shrek reboot. No, man. Shrek one is the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> Legitimately, uh, though, I do love that movie. Yeah, no, I love like, Shrek One. I, you know, here's the thing though. I don't know that I could watch it unironically and enjoy it unironically at this point. Because I still can. it's become such a meme. It is a meme, but I can remove the meme from. Okay. It. Um. Do you want to talk about? Uh, well, act, you know, let's stay on uh, on some Shrek. media. Uh, why is "I Want to Dance with Somebody" the best song ever written? It's not. It is. It's not. It is. It, it uh, is. Tell me why. It's objectively it is the greatest an, song of all time. It's an inc- I have an argument. It's an incredible pop song. Whitney Houston's vocals are unbelievable. I definitely don't disagree with that. And the just the man, like I'm not, I'm not a like you're the musical guy, but like so I don't know the words I'm, for. I'm beating to it already. But like it's a good beat. It's a it's good an song. Incredible beat. I'm not hating on and the song. I'm not. Tempo's perfect. The the <laughs> the, the, the outro at the end. 
Don't you wanna dance? Say you wanna dance. Don't you wanna dance? Dance. Don't you wanna dance? Say you wanna dance. Don't you wanna dance? Dance. You see, you know yeah. what I think the greatest song of all time is? What? And I'll explain. I'll explain though. Come on, baby. And do Let's the, do the twist. twist. And I'll tell you why. Why? What other song got a direct sequel the next year? Now let's twist again. <laughs> like we did last summer. Like, come on. <laughs> I love. I don't think. Was that I want to dance with somebody again? I don't think no. so. But I do love the Fat Boys version of, of the twist. You, There's a Fat Boys version? Yeah, Fat Boys and Chubby Checker. I don't think I've ever heard that. Are you serious? Maybe I have. Maybe I have. I don't know. Chubby Checker and the Fat Boys. <laughs> Let's do the twist. It came out in like 85. No, no, no. no, yeah. no I don't know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, let me see here. What can we talk about? You, you're not caught up with Always Sunny, right? I'm not caught up. I've watched the first four episodes. The first four. I think it's going pretty well. So, I'm not crazy about it. So so um, far, I just want to look up the episode. The t- last so episode, I knew, so I know which episode uh, episodes I, I'm talking about. The last episode I watched was I saw Times Up and the I loved Times the Up. Wade Boggs one. See, where I, they did Wade Boggs again I, with the women, and and I understood what Spoiler they were. Spoiler alerts, random. Yeah. I I, Morning, underst- rather. I understood what they were doing with the Wade Boggs thing, where they're trying to make fun of like the female Ghostbusters and everything like that. But um, I didn't think it was a good episode. Uh, I actually I really it. enjoyed it. You really did. I, actually I hated really it. Enjoyed it. That's fair. I, I really enjoyed the. the I um, we discussed the 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 season premiere, which was Make Patty's Great Again, um, which was meant to be a little bit. Yes, off. was that meant was to point. be a bad episode because Dennis wasn't there. Yes. Um, like it was purposely bad and in that in that aspect i i enjoyed it mm-hmm. um i thought the gang escapes was really good that was a good the one. escape room i really loved where like they're like having the like like the country fucking like like meetings to try to sort things out the and, then they, and when they finally come to an agreement there's a minute left and they've done nothing like <laughs> <laughs> um uh but uh yeah i time's, time's up, up I, thought, I really love time's I up i love time's up, up. My my robe opened. My dog came out. A woman saw it. <laughs> and then every yeah, they're they're all realizing that they're that they're all like they're, awful they're all people. guilty. Of yeah, it. but and, Dennis is the yeah. only one crazy enough to cover his tracks. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I say this all the time. Yeah, Dennis I, is a serial killer. I say this all um, the time, and I warn the people who are going to listen to this podcast are going to hear it a million times. If that show doesn't end with Dennis killing everybody, I don't know what to think. To um, me, it's the only way that show can end. Yeah, the reveal that that D apparently raped Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh. Uh, but then uh, you're not up to it yet. Uh, the, the I'm just looking through the, the the episode titles. The gang gets new wheels. I really enjoyed. Um, I seen it that. was a great Dennis episode. I hadn't seen that. The gang solves the bathroom problem. I think you'll enjoy. Cool. Uh, the gang does a clip show was all right, but it was it's amusing because um, I've seen one of the clips. Yeah, yeah. it's amusing because I've seen one of the clips. they turn the old TV like like t- like the clip show trope on its head and make it uh, like make it sunny. You know, like yeah. they do their version of it, and it's it's not like because when a, when an old sitcom would do it, if Seinfeld or, or Friends or something would do it, it was a cop out, and it's just an episode where you don't have to pay any writers, but. In this case, like they, it was not a cop out at all, and they were really smart about it. Um, then Charlie's Home Alone was all right. Um, I've heard a lot of you heard a lot about episode. it. Yeah, I've heard a lot of praise for I it. Pref- it's a two parter. It, it is a two parter. It's, it's Charlie's Home Alone, and then the gang wins the big ga- the big game. Um, 
And you know what? I, I enjoyed both of them. Um, now, the finale, Mac Finds His Pride, I'm hearing very divisive things. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm hearing very divisive things. Though, for people that are praising it, they're saying Rob McElhenney deserves an Emmy for it. No shit. Yeah. Interesting. Well, Mac finds his pride. It yeah. sounds like it's going to be about the fact that he came out gay. Yes. In the recent and, seasons. But it, but it, you know, this season so far, the fact that he's gay has been made a mockery. Yep. And as far as I understand, they do a really wonderful job of explaining what a gay person goes through mentally, and you know the 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 hills you have to climb and the hurdles you hurdles you leap when you're when it comes to coming out and battling, you know, if you should or shouldn't, and mm-hmm. you know, everything like that. Apparently, you know, there's there's been a lot of praise for it in that aspect. But some hardcore Sunny fans are, uh, at least su- su- I've seen several online who are, have been critical of it. Um, and it doesn't seem that it's, it's all too, f- the, the, the critique has been all that fair. Um, That's fair. I don't know, so maybe, maybe that episode makes some people uncomfortable. Yeah. I know, I can't wait to watch it. It I've, sounds I've really heard, I've heard, I, like I said, I've heard divisive things, but I've heard wonderful things about you it. You haven't seen it yet? No. Okay, so we'll we'll talk about that the next time you come on. Yeah. Which, speaking of which, um, I uh, think that's going to be it. That's going to be the clock. Yeah. Ding, uh, ding, ding. I'd like to, if, if I've got time to run through a few things. If you want to run through like a few okay. things, we got it. We could, we could do it. Okay. We could do it if you want to so, run So, um, obviously, I, I run the blog, Charging the Mound. It's a baseball blog. I, uh, I took a year off. I was, I was trying to figure some stuff out personally, going back to school, and I wanted to get everything, all that sorted out. So I took a year off from, from the blog. Um, but I'm going to be writing an article in the next week or two up there. Uh, you helped help, help me get the site back up. Um, it's what I do, which I appreciate a lot. Uh, so uh, I, you know, I want to run through some thoughts on uh, MLB free agency uh, that's coming. We'll up. run through it quick and uh, we'll give them a give them a URL they can go to and sure. give them an Instagram tag. Sure, it is www.chargingthemound.com. That's www.chargingthemound.com and the Instagram tag at Dr. underscore Perk. Now, it's Dr. spelt out, not abbreviated. You are correct. Um, All righty. Let's run through some of those free agents. So the major free agent, obviously, is Bryce Harper. And everybody's wondering if this guy's going to get Bryce and Machado. Uh, yeah. yeah. If he, if, Which, is it true he turned down that deal from the Nationals? But here's the thing. There was no opt-out included. And pretty much every major free agent, if they're getting a long-term deal, they're an getting an opt-out. Clause. Uh, and that's why he didn't accept it. And to me, I think the Nationals knew he was not going to accept it. And they made this offer so that they could show their fan base, hey, we tried. We tried to keep him, yep. guys. You know, he said, no, I don't know what you want from us. What do you but, want us to do, so, man? So uh, I think he's going to the Phillies. No! The Phillies have done no! a, a great job rebuilding. Um, they've done a great job rebuilding. They've got a shitload of money to spend. They could actually end up getting both of them, honestly, uh, and be okay with it. They, the uh, general manager of the Phillies said that everybody except for Aaron Nola and Reese Hoskins is available for trade. So they could clear out some even more cap space and get both of them and add, like, fucking Kimbrel or something. They could get the three major free agents, honestly. Um, I bring you onto my podcast. I do- <laughs> and you come here at the end, tell me the Phillies are going to get three of the best players in baseball. I think the Phillies are going to get one of them. Uh, I, uh, they could get three, but I, I think they're they going get to get Machado, one. Machado, and I hope Machado tears them apart from the inside out. That's yeah. That's the thing. A lot that's of Yankee fans. A lot of Yankee fans want Manny Machado. I, I don't, don't see a fit. I don't want him either. Um, you've got Andujar, who just uh, who who had incredible offensive production. He was really bad defensively. I can't sugarcoat that. Uh, but he gave you incredible offensive production. Twenty nine home runs, like ninety five RBIs. 
uh, and he gave you he he did it at like a six hundred thousand dollar contract. I was gonna say he cost you nothing. Yes, so you're gonna pay for Manny Machado for what seems to be about thirty million dollars a year when you've already got that guy. He's younger. Um, it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, you know, you can teach the guy defense. You can work with him on that. Help him with his glove. Uh, it just does not. It does not seem to me that Manny Machado is a fit. Um, a lot because a lot of people are saying, "Well, Didi's hurt. He's got Tommy John. What are you going to do? How are you going to replace him? Sign Machado. That does. It does not make sense to me. You got to extend Didi. You got to keep Andujar. Keep Torres. Now, for right now, Didi's coming back in July. Move Torres over to shortstop. And the guy that I want them to sign is somebody you know very well, and that is Daniel Murphy. I Not want a bad to, move. I want to sign Daniel Murphy move. to play sh- second base until Didi comes back. Uh. At which place? I know he's a bad second baseman, but you have to. Uh, at that so point, does he have a replacement? Yes, yes. Lines. Which is which is Glaber Torres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, at that point, he can be your t- your utility infielder. He can play first base and give uh, Luke Voigt a spell every once every couple days. He could DH if you want him to. Uh, he's an on base machine. He's a good clubhouse guy, and I think he could put out 25, 30 home runs in Yankee Stadium. Do you want Bryce Harper? No. I don't Why not? See, I don't see a fit. I, we've built up this outfield. Uh, you know, you got Stanton, whatever. The, the, I've seen rumors that he could play first base, which doesn't make sense to me. That's Scott, what his agent is Scott, saying. Well, no, it wasn't even his agent. Scott Boris has just said he is not going to play for the Yankees. It's not. It, it's just not happening. Okay. Um, but uh, or, or, or no, I'm sorry. Industry industry officials, you know, insiders said that there is absolutely no chance he plays for the Yankees. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know that the guy can play first any, base. Do you think there's any chance it comes to the Mets? I don't Harper? Think a, yeah. I think they could get Machado. I don't want Machado. I know, I know, I know. Machado and Cespedes together? I know. Like, Cespedes I think, is manageable. I think, there's, I think they're trading Cespedes after this year when he comes back. Once, once his injuries, because they really can't trade I'm him. Not, now honestly, at this point. I think they're going to trade him. And at get, this point, I'm okay can, with it. You that. can get something for him, and you can send him to an AL team where he can DH, because he can't play the fields anymore. No, I'm always just going to remember. His body can't hold up. I'm always just going to remember him dogging that play in the World Series. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to forget yeah. that. Machado, and, and Which also, isn't fair. Yeah. No, another thing with Machado and the Yankees, I think he would be a nightmare influence on, on uh, Torres. I think he'd just um, be a nightmare in New York. Completely. Yeah, totally. He was, he was he's almost a nightmare in L.A. Yeah, they he's barely got a, care about their teams. He's got a piss-poor attitude. He's a dirty player. We've seen that for years. Bro, all I needed to um, see was that quote. I don't hustle. I don't hustle. It's yeah. not what I do. And while it was a little out of context, it's still very telling. It is a little out of context, um, which is fair. But, but it yeah. is very telling. It's like you're gonna you're gonna be paid and especially so much fucking especially money. dude. Game it was game three or game four of the World Series. He fucking pimped a single to the wall. Yeah, you can't be doing that in the World Series. Because he, he thought it was a home run. It, they they looked at, at balls, hit at similar trajectories and, and exit velocity, and it is a home run 20% of the time. So it's not like he, he, it's not like it was like, oh, it, that was a no, it, was, it, was, it just hit the top of the wall. That motherfucker hit the base of the wall. <laughs> and, he was, and he was like, oh, 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 shit, I only got a single. Oh, fuck. He, I think he cost himself a lot of money this offseason. This, this, this. I don't know. The There's probably one team out there that's stupid. That's gonna pay. To break that's gonna bank. overpay. Maybe. I, you know, I just, I think, um, I think he cost himself some money. I think he could have been getting like a three hundred twenty million dollar deal, and I think now he's gonna get maybe two hundred ninety five to three hundred million. But mm-hmm. the other thing with Harper is everybody kept saying, "Is this guy gonna be the first four hundred million dollar player?" The only way I see no. that, the no. only way I see that happening is if it's like a fourteen year deal. Which I doubt he would even sign, and if it and if it is a fourteen year deal, it's gonna have crazy opt out yes, clauses. Yes, yes, yes. It'll, it'll probably have two or three opt outs. Oh yeah, easy. Um, but 
the uh, I, I think I think Harper's contract. You're going to see him sign a ten year, three thirty three forty. Would, I think it'll be the biggest contract in history. I think, and I think, but, I think that might be fair because but he's, a, he's gonna, an MVP caliber player. Yeah, sure. And he's gonna sure. be, and he's gonna do that for the next if, six yeah, years. Yeah, I don't see At him. Least. I don't see him as a player regressing right after signing a big contract. He's only twenty six, no, and he busts his ass. He, I, I, say, I can't take anything away from him. Hustle has never he, been a problem for nope, Bryce Harper. You're absolutely which is right. Why, look, I, maybe I may his not, attitude is a little. I may amp. not like him because of his attitude. I may think he's a douchebag, but he hustles. Yep, and that's the difference between him and Machado. He busts his ass like nobody else. Yeah. But the That's thing the is, difference. the thing is, if Harper is a four hundred million dollar player, then what is Trout getting in two years? Five hundred million dollars, Ex- exactly, for Big Dick Mike <laughs> Trout. But Chris now, Perkowski, I have to cut us here. All right, I have to all right. cut us here. I think but there's a chance the go- Mets get one of those guys. I hope so, and we're gonna have you back on soon, maybe after the winter meetings. Okay, after some shit has gone down, and we can, and we can recap, talk about that, figure yeah. out what's going on. But talk, talk more cum, you know. Yeah, motherfuckers, Chris hey, Burkowski. Jamie, I, can you put up the cum? Pull that shit up, Jamie. <laughs> Chris Burkowski, www.chargingthemound.com at doctor underscore perk. That's doctor spelt out, not abbreviated. Look him up. Dude knows some new comment, some new uh, content coming out soon. Some new content coming out soon. Follow us; we'll let you know about it. Follow him; he'll let you know about it. He'll be back on soon. Chris. And I've also got a Twitter. If you got Twitter, uh, same, same, same tag, same handle, yep. spelt out. Doctor Perk. Everything. Doctor underscore Perk on Twitter, on Instagram. You can find him. Easy to find. Find me on Venmo too. Yes. Uh, send yes. me some money. Me too. Chris Bukowski, thank you for coming. Thanks on. for having me.